This aspiring stunt woman has one goal in mind, stop her sister's wedding. Today I'm talking about Polite Society. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. friends, welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about Polite Society, which is a recent theatrical release that showed up on Peacock, and I adore this movie. It is so much fun, and uh, for reasons I'll get into very shortly, but this is... Yeah, I think it kind of flew under the radar, possibly because it's a British import, and also because it's, you know, I think some people will look at it and say, like, well, this feels very culturally specific, and I'm like, I can assure you, it feels more like a comic book than anything else in a very good way. So, without further ado, let's get started. Something I've been missing from a lot of mainstream movie discussions is the notion of, hey, isn't this fun? Almost every discussion about movies is about why it did or didn't make make money at the box office, broad political implications, or where it stands or means for its genre. And even for genre movies from new exciting voices can fall into this problem as well. For instance, how do you make something that is very culturally specific feel, how do you make something that is very cultural specific feel big and universal? Which is why I was absolutely delighted to catch out this fun as hell action comedy, Polite Society. The movie centers around Rhea Khan, a British-Pakistani teenager who dreams of becoming a stuntwoman and documents her adventures with the help of her directionless aspiring artist sister, Lena. But Rhea's day-to-day struggles take a back seat when Lena is paired up with a handsome doctor and his domineering mother who want to get who want to get Lena married off and off to Singapore as quickly as possible. To keep her sister close, Rhea will have to team up with her friends and live up to her stuntwoman moniker, The Fury. So this movie is so much goddamn fun, effortlessly so. Its tone is a frenetic action comedy from start to finish that never lets off the gas. It also bulldozes any of its minor faults with charm and enthusiasm. So certain things that I would normally beat to death, like slightly janky action choreography and filming, didn't matter. The energy coming off this movie is just too much fun to ignore. The closest comparison I have is something like Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, thanks to the rapid editing style, the heightened reality the movie operates in, though not quite a video game one, and the hilariously real teenage headspace the movie operates in. I mean, what other kind of movie would treat a sister's marriage to a potentially shady guy like her being captured by a comic book villain with flight placards before every bout? This is the perfect example of what I dub a springboard movie, or a smaller project that demonstrates a creative team's chops before they take on bigger budgets and expand their craft. First time film director Nita Manzur's voice is a breath of fresh air, and our leader, leader Priya Kansara is a star, and I cannot wait to see what these folks do next. And so I don't spoil anything, here's some major highlights. It's very teenage, in a good way. Something that's so great about this movie is that even though Rhea isn't really our narrator, this movie is entirely from her point of view and perspective. In the most obvious ways, it's moments like, well, basically every interaction between Rhea and her two best friends, but especially how they have a secret handshake that feels really cool to them until a rival calls them geeks and then they stop to yell at her and call everyone in her life a slag. It's that brilliant blend of enthusiasm, conflict, and awkwardness. Likewise, all of Rhea's solutions or methods to try to break off the wedding are exactly what a teenager would think. For instance, her method for stealing her fiance's lap for stealing the sister's fiance's laptop is the most kid who watched Mission Impossible too many times thing ever. 
What makes this so much fun is how the world and plot seems to bend towards Rhea's impulses, not away from them, and turns things like a verbal sparring match between Rhea and Lena into a literal fistfight. Also, everyone's in on it. This is a specific thing that can irk me, but one of the things that can make an action comedy or even an action movie with comedic elements feel off is if the action elements and the people within its world don't mesh. As much as Bad Boys 2 is one of the most excessive things ever put on screen, it works for those who like that kind of chaos because everyone is playing at 11, whether it's Will Smith or Joe Pagliano. No one is half-assing a thing. If you're a Russian drug dealer, you're chewing the shit out of the scenery, and if you're Will Smith, you might talk like a non-Will Smith rapper for the first time in your life. Polite society nails this. Rhea's mom and dad are just as good at delivering punchlines as their daughter, and every adult, teenager, and named character are as heightened as everyone else. It all meets the moment. It's also specific and universal. There's a phenomenon that I've seen in a lot of media analysis that I agree with, which is specificity, often without explanation, can make art feel more universal. Or rather, when you create characters with very generic likes and dislikes in an unfamiliar setting, it's a lot less impactful than very distinctive characters. Rhea is a perfect example of this, as is the entire movie. For instance, I don't know the first thing about being a British-Pakistani teenager, the nuances of the Pakistani community in that nation, or training to be a martial artist. But I absolutely get being a teenager who's in love with one thing so hard in spite of what your family says, and the action hero shit I had imagined I'd do at Rhea's age. She has a favorite stunt woman she writes fan letters to, and one move that she can't get right. That's the level of specific we're talking about here. This also is also one of the fun things about movie like this, movies like this, is that they can introduce audiences to experiences, perspectives, and cultures that they don't know very well without feeling like a forced education. For instance, there's about two jokes about Pakistani parents being overbearing that could apply to any strict parents with high standards, versus an entire breakdown of what happens at a Pakistani wedding and why everyone dresses like that, or why it's important, or the significance of everything. Don't even give the audience time to think about it too much, and show off how cool traditional wedding garb looks in a fight scene. The verdict is, it's a blast. Brimming with energy and fun, polite society had me eager for more. 9 out of 10. This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.